and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast, final one for the week. We try extra hard just for you. And the proof of that is I just came loaded. Look at that list. That's just big. That's a lot of stuff on there. You do. You're you're loaded for bear here. We got to get right to it. Right, here's the list. Um, another Rupert Murdoch employee in real big trouble. Oh, no. Uh, putting the brakes on artificial intelligence. Story number two about the same subject. Artificial intelligence on the take. Oh, Every time Fox lies, a fact checker gets its wings. Nice. Uh, never get into a fight with Mickey Mouse's lawyers. Oh, I love that. They're story. always smarter than you are. Yes. Uh, Weisselberg's time at Rikers Island apparently has focused the mind. Oh, okay. The most important bit of business ever, ever proposed. At the North Carolina State Senate Chamber. Oh, boy. It's big, Brit. It's really, really big. It's great, Brit. I got to tell you, Jerry. <laughs> and why do you own an AR-15? Okay. Uh, I, I, I'd want to get to the AI stories before we get to the AR stories. But I definitely want to get to the Disney story because I think it's so fantastic. It's really wonderful. Uh yeah, here you go. Courtesy of uh, Insider, formerly Business Insider. Headline, Ron DeSantis' plan to take control of Disney's land backfired spectacularly because of a loophole in the agreement that may reduce his appointees to powerless functionaries. In other words, bowls of jello. Governor DeSantis' move to take over, not happening for him. The agreement, approved without fanfare, a day before DeSantis assumed more control of Disney's land, is the latest in this feud between the governor and the company now run by Robert Iger. And this is so good. And you don't have to be a lawyer to understand how fantastic and clever and brilliant the Disney lawyers were in sticking in this little phrase into the expiration terms of the agreement that Ron DeSantis and the state of Florida and his had no idea and apparently didn't read the fine print like none of us do when we buy a mortgage or a car, you know, we it's here it is. This is called the rule against perpetuities. It's an obscure property law in Florida and it sets the date. Listen to this. For 21 years after the death of the last survivor of the descendants of King Charles IV, that's the guy that's got the gig right now, just mm -hmm. to go from Queen Elizabeth, that's him. King of England, living as of the date of this declaration. In other words, think about that. So 21 years after the grandchildren of the grandchildren of the... Who knows? How, that's forever! How long has the House of Windsor been running England? 700 I, years? I saw that that is, it's all, it's fairly standard, apparently, in land. They've been using it for a long time as a perpetuity thing. 
for many, Why many years. Why would you paying attention to that, DeSantis? <laughs> Lord, what, what, how can you be so stupid? But that, to, that's not even the fun part. Is when the new board, the new board comes in, and they're the ones that DeSantis has has poised to really fuck Disney, right? And we're gonna just and immediately they get they meet like on a Friday night. And they go, oh, we we have no power. Oh, we, wait a minute. The width of the sidewalks? Yes, we, we can decide that. That's pretty much what they can do. That's yeah. about all they have. So they're poised. It's like they pull up on Granny in an alley, and they're like, "Granny, I'm going to beat the shit out of you and take everything." And then Granny pulls out an AR-15, just to allude to something. And then the 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 robber goes, "Well, I certainly hope you'll have grace and mercy in your heart." Because the next thing from the new board was, "Well, I certainly hope Disney will work with us." on this whole situation oh, as we're lost. just trying to get great things done. You're toast. <laughs> and, and this is this is the funny thing in this story because under normal circumstances for most things, you really don't normally have a lot of sympathy for a corporate giant like Disney that yeah. really does swing its big mouse dick around yeah. Yeah. as much as any other corporation you can name. You know, the two most litigious companies that I can think of off the, the top of my head, or three, would be Disney, McDonald's, and Nike. Okay. Uh, that this, you, you do anything that they think infringes on their copyrights or, or things of that sort, and, you know, they're, they're all over you. So it's not as if – but in this case, because it's a purely political attack on them – for no particular reason, unless you think that Walt Disney himself was the worst human being in the world for coming up with all the uh, ideas that turned into Disney World in Florida. And he needs to be reined in. He's been dead for 40 years. <laughs> it, this makes Disney a sympathetic character, is what I'm saying, even though they keep raising the prices and people oh, no, are mad at yeah, But, but yeah. it doesn't matter. This is worse. This oh, is no, worse. no. Yeah, they're corporate assholes, and they've done some pretty horrible things over the years, but this is against a horrible, evil, awful human being in Ron DeSantis. So, of course, yes, your sympathies have to lie with Disney in this situation. Oh, oh, because oh, oh, they did it, and they did it in full view of everything. They filed everything publicly, as they should. Nothing was done be, uh, behind closed doors. It was all there. I'm a little bit confused. Is, isn't that big government in Florida? <laughs> isn't that the biggest government? Is, is that Republican I'm just so confused. Uh, I'm, we'll, now, we'll I'm, I'm now completely buying into the Ron DeSantis isn't ready for primetime thing. Because I thought maybe the little, oh, he made a mistake when he talked about Ukraine. And, the, and <laughs> I, I, you know, <laughs> I'm completely ready for that now. I, I, I don't know if I can show you this. Whether just, just here it is. This is a uh, notification. While we're talking about this, just incidentally, and it's uh, – from NPR, here's what's the Disney and DeSantis saga has a new cast member, King Charles the Third. <laughs> so <laughs> it's very I funny. It. It's, it. All right. there's, there's nothing that's not great about it. When one of the reporters for one, I think it was the Orlando paper, one of the Orlando, and they 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 had to, they showed 
everything was filed publicly. Everything was posted as it should have been. If anyone in Tallahassee had been paying attention, they would have seen walking into this thing, oh, we're screwed because it was done the day before the vote was taken and, the, and before the bill was signed. I think I saw this morning in the last day or so, there's been some kind of consent decree or a cracking down officially on all of the robocalls that we've been getting about car warranties. Yes. There's been an agreement and the company that operates apparently under nine different names, as you might guess, this is what they always do. Guess where they operate out of? That's right. South Florida. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always from there. So that that's some good news. All right. Let's, let's, uh, let's get on to, uh, other business here. How about you'll like this since we're, we're in the, uh, the, the government area here the most important bit of business ever ever attended to by the north carolina senate this is so good we have three i know you're surprised republicans their names are tim moffett bobby hannig and eddie settle are the sponsors of a new bill in the north carolina legislature that would prohibit local youth sports leagues from awarding participation trophies that's right that's your senate bill 430 it would ban awards, here's the language for kids, based solely on their participation in the sport or other activity. Instead, awards could be provided based on identified performance achievements. Wow. It, isn't it about time the yeah, government got in time. there yeah, and, and told the peewee leagues, no more of this, everybody gets a trophy. No more of it. This We're going to get America back to when it was great again. Yeah. When if your team lost, fuck you, get out of here. None of this feel-good shit. I, I, this is why, you know, Britt, I, I could be a Republican like that because I love their ideas. I love their ideas. Well, that's why I sent these people to Raleigh. I don't give a shit about bridges or roads or schools or any of that horse shit. This, this is what I wanted right here. The bill would be applicable to any youth sports or youth recreation activities that are operated under the authority of a local government. So local town or city leagues would be barred from awarding trophies to six-year-olds unless they're based on performance achievements. Who's going to set those standards? That's what I want. I want government in there to tell Little League that if the team scores four or more runs, even if they lose, the kids could get a participation trophy. I mean, you really need to come up with some important guidelines, don't you? You can't just can't just make the you can't just put it out there right you gotta have guidelines uh, it's six-year-olds specifically is that where no, no, no this is this is an example senate leader phil berger an asshole from rockingham county which is the county just north of where we sit declined comment on the bill <laughs> uh, uh, uh we gotta watch him closely we got to watch them closely. Definitely. It's too stupid. Too stupid. All right. <laughs> all right. You want to uh, mess with artificial intelligence here? Let's dive into it because it is all the rage. I know on Wall Street and in uh, the real world, uh, the stories that about the reporters who have been on the chat bots, who have been with the, um, <clears throat> like the search engines like Bing with AI, God, they've been just frightening. Some of the conversations they've gotten in, even at that level. Well, Britt. That's yesterday's yes. take on AI. You're a little you're a little bit behind the curve now. Sure. As there, there's a story with Bing 
that apparently uh, Bing has sold out, that Bing is slipping ads into their answers without letting you know, right? So uh, people are starting to notice this. So you can't trust Microsoft artificial intelligence, for instance, to if you asked it, should I buy a Toyota or a Honda? You can't trust the answer. You can't. Normally, you could trust the answer, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, it very well could be the result of a paid ad. Oh, of course, get the Honda. Way better. Way better. <laughs> so this is the world record time in terms of speed in something becoming polluted completely poisoned completely unreliable i mean it took a while but i think most people know even if they don't act on it that when you use say google search very often the first four things will be advertisements you ask uh you know where where should i get my windshield replaced and those first four answers they will be at but if you pay any attention and you're not a moron you'll realize that those are ads you might act on them Um, but they can't quite hide them the way an artificial intelligence answer might come back at you in full prose talking about why the Honda is the better car or why you should go to uh, Fred's auto glass instead of safe light repairs, safe light replace. Um, but that's a, that's a budding problem pretty quickly for them. They're going to have to explain themselves, but I have an idea what they'll do. They'll do what uh, the streamers do. Would you like artificial intelligence without any advertising? Okay, now you can pay extra. (laughs) Get the unvarnished, right? Mm. Everything's going to be a con. Everything is going to be an upsell. That's what this is going to be. That's what it's going to be. That's uh, that's story number one. And, of course, story number two is uh, from yesterday and the day before when a bunch of uh, big heavyweights, a bunch of heavyweights wrote an open letter asking for a six-month moratorium on the continued development of artificial intelligence systems, which, of course, is a non-starter. It's dead before it ever gets the letter put into an envelope and a stamp put on it, and Britt delivers it to a post office. And it That's what I do. Go. That's what he That's does. A, yeah. Because... If you think that other countries that are in a race with the United States, like Russia or China or, or anywhere else, would abide by the agreement to, uh, we're all going to stop for six months and figure out what this is and how dangerous it might be and who could be affected and what it might do to the, forget it. It's not going to, that's not going to happen. It's not a bad idea. And as you know, anything that Elon Musk signs on to, I know is a great idea. But in this case, he's probably right. But what's the point? It's not going to matter. It, this is this is the the horse that left the barn. It's not going to be stuffed back in there. Do you agree or disagree? Oh no, I think that's right. Uh, you, yeah, and you saw the stories about Elon Musk and all these other people. Even Elon Musk, who's a horrible human being, has decided maybe we should pump the brakes for a while. Maybe maybe not roll this out maybe but that doesn't matter it. that's the point it doesn't matter that, that <laughs> yeah. it's the genie's the genie's out of the bottle right yeah 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 so well but that now the ultimate thing is now that it's run amok are you are you invested in this thing are you exposed to this because it is the hot record on wall street oh but did, did i chase 
artificial intelligence specific. There are a lot of companies that have a lot of exposure called AI, but the the answer is no. But uh, I do own NVIDIA, which is, I think, a smarter way to to uh, play it because they're out there in front on everything in this area and they own the space. In well, effect, Microsoft, so. Microsoft's heavily exposed and invested in this. Grab some of that. I, I understand that uh, them too, but in terms of developing the, you know, the the, the backbone for for all this, it's it is Nvidia. Nvidia I'm, I'm stock recommendations here, uh, <laughs> and, and by the way, it's not the only thing Nvidia Nvidia does. So, uh, but uh, by the time we know it and we're talking about it. Uh, you might want to get off the horse. <laughs> well, you wouldn't we'll, call this. Yeah, this isn't the smart money. The smart yeah, money's we'll, known about it for a while. We'll, we'll be, yeah, we'll be the we'll be the last ones to figure out. So I, I was thinking about this idea that, of course, if the United States, for instance, said, "All right, Microsoft, Alphabet, Google, the two companies that are uh, putting out their versions of of this, we're both to agree. All right, we're going to stop. We're going to slow down. We're that's it. We're that's it. Six months. I thought, well, what happened when the world was racing to develop nuclear weapons, mm. nuclear weapons? Mm. And, you know, as uh, it got to the late 1930s, it was obvious that, that something was going on. We know this in arrears looking back. Mm-hmm. So you're saying um, we need to grab some Nazis to work on this stuff? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I, I may have taken the analogy too far. No, but. <laughs> The uh, lead guy in artificial intelligence is saying right now, he's one of the signatures to this to this letter saying, this is out of control. This needs to slow down. We don't know where it's going. We don't know whether it's going to take over the world. We're, we just don't know. We just don't know. But as with nuclear weppons, when uh, Robert uh, Oppenheimer, who would be, I guess, the, the most obvious name to uh, think about, when nuclear weapons were uh, were being tested uh, out there in the desert in New Mexico, here's what he said. He said, we waited until the blast had passed. We walked out of the shelter. We knew the world would not be the same. A few people laughed. A few people cried. Most people were silent. He knew. He knew. And you were never going to put the nuclear genie back in the bottle. And... Uh, at that point, you know, we'd already gone ahead and spent several billion dollars across the country to to develop the uh, the nuclear weapons that ended the war, and they've never gone away. They still exist. I just wonder, and I would hate to think that the way that we have dealt with the existence of nuclear bombs, nuclear warheads, which is that none have been used in warfare since those first two in 1945 it is amazing when you think about it we're mm-hmm. what coming up on on the 80 years and every kind of strategy from uh, mutual assured destruction to uh chicken to uh duck duck goose to you know you, you name it <laughs> it's ha- not has duck. worked it's duck duck right? rock paper scissors you go first no you go first and so far, no one, no one has done it, and I, I just think that with artificial intelligence, it's not a nuclear warhead, it's not a nuclear bomb that's going to eviscerate people, but it seems that 
from an exponential standpoint, if what we're hearing is true and that they're figuring out ways to make it more sophisticated and make it more human-like and almost turn the tables on humanity itself, this really could be worse (laughs) than nuclear warheads. I don't know. But I was just, I, I, I'm trying to think, what else can you compare it to besides that? Something that would completely change the world if unleashed and if not controlled. And it's hard to believe, but it's the damn Russians that we have these very flimsy but effective nuclear agreements and no one has breached them uh, as of now. Your floor, sir. No, I, I I I don't know if I have a lot more to add to that. I'm very uh, worried about it. But I, again, I'm I also think you're right. The genie's out of the bottle. People are going to be using this for nefarious purposes all over the place, and I oh. I can't even imagine. Well, Britt, if five six years ago when Trump was running, and and you know the Russia hoax was well underway, right? We all remember the Russia hoax. Yeah. Um, and even back then, it was fairly easy if you weren't a moron and we had tens of millions of morons sadly we're unable to distinguish fake facebook posts about issues that would divide the country whether they were racial whether they were about guns whether they were about abortion and these posts very often came out of uh, russia or these factories in africa where people work to to create this stuff. And that was that. Boy, you want to talk about the dark ages compared to what could happen now. What if artificial intelligence would be programmed to create this kind of material on a scale that would be unimaginable, that might overrun everybody's social media feeds? And essentially, that'd be the end of social media. Right. Because well, I, I also I think you have vulnerable people like this person who committed this atrocity in Nashville, and they're going to be people who are able to uh, chat with them or, or AI bots to chat with them and talk them into doing stuff like that. There are people who are suicidal, and they'll be on. Uh, there'll be an AI chat bot that'll be able to talk them into committing suicide. There's, there's, the, there, the, it's unbelievable what the capabilities of this thing will be. Right. There's nothing that we can't invent that. There's nothing that we can invent that won't yeah. be misused Correct. if given enough time. Correct. <laughs> I just can't think of anything that. Uh. So that's our artificial intelligence update. Although I would apply the phrase artificial intelligence to the every kid gets a trophy law <laughs> that we're legislating against in in North Carolina. Uh, how about? Uh, Weisselberg's time at Rikers Island seems to have focused his little mind. Certainly. That'll be, that'll be great. You know, Weisselberg, he's been the financial guy, the CFO of the Trump organization since Fred Trump, since Donald's daddy ran the joint. So we're going back at least four decades. He's now fired, of course, and he's in Rikers Island spending some time over there in the uh, less than presidential suite. And he's now, after all this time, getting tagged, not breaking. He's fired his lawyers. Oh, no. But wait, 
Wait, there's wait, more. Wait a minute. These lawyers have been Trump organization lawyers. What kind of moron is this idiot? Cassidy Hutchinson. Cassidy Hutchinson, the star witness of the January 6th hearings, was that star witness. Why? Because she, at age 25, realized that she was being railroaded by her lawyers who were Trump-provided lawyers because she had the good sense to realize that when they told her to go out there and lie or say, I can't remember about everything, that that was not going to fly. She had the good sense to do that, so she fired these Trump lawyers, hired some of her own who did her right and straightened her out, and she told her truthful story, which, by the way, check me on this, Britt. Has anything she has ever said been successfully refuted? Well, I'll anyone? answer your. I mean, I'll answer your question with a postulation. And so, doesn't wasn't Donald Trump going to sue the fuck out of her? I mean, has she been successfully oh. sued for defaming or telling lies about anything? You, you, you know, you know what? He's still threatening to sue the guy who brings hot dogs down the aisle at Yankee Stadium because in 1984. He ran out of hot dogs, and Donald wanted a hot dog, and Trump threatened. He never did sue him. He never sued him. He, he never, never sued him because she, she never. There was nothing actionable. She's right. done nothing. She's not lied about everything she said. Has been one hundred percent correct. That's right. And she got rid of the Trump lawyers, got people who were ethical, and uh, off she went. So here's Weisselberg getting rid of the uh, Trump lawyers, and. Uh, According to the uh, folks at WNBC, that's News 4 New York, um, this makes it seem like, it appears like this means that Weisselberg is about to flip, that he's about to turn on the big guy. Hmm. Well, let's, I mean, if you think that, if you think that Bill and Hillary Clinton are murdering people behind bars, let's start the jokes about how long it's going to be before this guy suddenly assumes room temperature. I, I, by the way, I'd never got enough of those fantastic Hillary jokes. They were just so funny. Mm. Just so funny. Now, we don't know what this means officially, but, you know, he's serving a five-month sentence, so he must be several months into it. So maybe he's about to get out, and uh, what better time when – you're uh, called to testify than to have um, more ethical lawyers than the ones that the uh, Trump. Um, and by the way, I don't mean to uh, besmirch all Trump organization lawyers. Oh, no. Oh, no. They're all great people. <laughs> They're good people on both sides. Yeah. They both use their sides. left and right turn signals. I mean, they do great things. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, uh, you know, see, these are the stories that are kind of below the surface that may mean a lot more than just the very tiresome when's he going to be indicted when are they going to finally indict? what about the grand jury what happened to the grand jury why are they taking off a month <laughs> it doesn't matter that's that doesn't matter that's that's not the important thing it really is oh. um every time fox lies a fact checker gets their wings yeah this is the, 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 these memos and all the information coming out in this dominion lawsuit are just wonderful and we have some brand new ones as of wednesday the uh, Fox chief news executive, Suzanne Scott, have you seen pictures of her? There's only sure. one picture of her, apparently, that exists in the world. 
And it looks like the kind of picture that runs on page six of the New York Post of a bimbo who just walked out of Studio 54. That's the only picture of her. She's just this, uh, this bleach blonde who uh, looks about as authoritative um, as that bush I'm looking at outside my window here. Just, she, and she's supposedly the president, the CEO of Fox News and tells the uh, primetime hosts uh, what not to do, which, of course, she really doesn't. Anyway. No, she doesn't. Um, when you first hear her write this in a memo, this has to stop now. You assume that that means, well, we need to stop lying to our viewers. Right? <laughs> Wrong. You, you Wrong. would assume Wrong. that a good executive would, but that's not what she meant. <laughs> no, that's not what she meant because a couple of the uh, non-primetime kind of weekend Fox people, Eric Sean um, was one of them. And I always liked Eric Sean as a guy that, that, that lives at Fox and he lives in the old world of, of Shepard Smith right. and campaign Carl yeah, and, and folks like that who you knew uh, we're never really on the team, but they fake it. And they, they anyway, uh, uh, Miss Scott was describing Eric Sean's fact check of Trump and a Sean Hannity guest as bad business. Well, that's obviously because, well, they were lying to their viewers, right? No, 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 no. no. Yeah. Uh, there's a lack of understanding of what is happening in these shows. The audience is furious and we just keep. Feed it, keep feeding them material. Bad for business. Okay. The, the word truthful is left out because she meant the audience is furious and we just keep feeding them truthful material during fact checking of our liars. Bad for business. <laughs> it's, it's, it's too good. Um, they're going to lose this. I can't believe they're going forward with this. I can't believe they're they're going to put this in the store window which is already 90 percent open for the whole world to see because no matter what we think and no matter what we keep saying oh the people who watch fox are never going to find out about this you know what it seeps through it always does it always does this isn't going to hurt them at all their ratings are higher than ever okay you know what let's see Let's see what a lawsuit like this does when they are tagged for billions and billions of dollars. Let's see if part of the judgment against them also doesn't include the banning of the use of the word news after the word Fox forever. They can never call it Fox News again. Or they have to put quotation marks around the word news that are the same size as the letters. So you have these giant quotes around the word news forever. If, the, if they're going to do that, there, there have to be all, there have to be disclaimers that run as often as you see uh, ambulance chasing ads for camp Lejeune victims of uh, poisoning. They have to run constantly as much as the, the, my pillow guy ads run on there. They have to be taken down seven notches if they continue to run as some kind of entity on your cable system. Uh, they, let's see. Let, let's see if they can hide this from their viewers. 
Well, there, there was something in in the memos. It was like uh, you're either you're you're. It was like you're hurting the feelings of our audience, or you're minimizing them, or something like that. And I was thinking, well, if somebody if somebody at WBT would have just given us that memo, you're you're minimizing and hurting the feelings of our audience. This is bad. You should stop that immediately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they kind they kind of did, and we told them they to fuck off. They, but. Well, they never came to us directly and said, "Don't do the the Rush Limbaugh character." Don't do that. And by the time that they came to us and said, well, do you think it's a good idea to do that? I said, your mind is already made up. And by the way, we still got another year to go, so I'm going to keep doing it. Thank you. Bye. How do you think we would have reacted if they would have said those things? We would. I would have. I would have been. I would have been receptive to it if I thought that these were actual fair brokers that cared about maybe employing us instead of just writing the contract out. Mm. Which just makes me even happier. Uh, I, I disagree. Them- I would have gone on a rant right there. I, I love the fact that on day one, we I, we came out of the fucking Rush Limbaugh show at three o'clock, played his stupid fucking music and did the character. I love that. I love it. I love it that they were too stupid to cancel the contract, send us home and just pay us. And it cost them like an extra 15 grand. I love that. I, I love that. I love that. I'm extremely proud of. Are you done? <laughs> with your personal agenda yeah. of which i'm integrally a part of you have to stop you're hurting our stupid viewers their feelings are fragile yeah. you're hurting our stupid viewers by telling them the truth occasionally <laughs> in the middle of all the bullshit this has got to stop this has got to stop i mean it's the 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 pile of evidence against them is so overwhelming and I'm not quite sure there would be a high enough price that could be charged by Ticketmaster no. to allow me to sit in there for the, the, the public to watch these people like Laura Ingram and Hannity and Carlson get gutted, get filleted oh, oh, that's pretty nice. by good trial lawyers representing Dominion when presented with their own words, the evidence of their own complicity in helping pave the way for the coup that was attempted on this country and its right. government. I'll and take its way you of I'll life take, on January 6th. I want to see them defend that. I want to see I, I wanna, against I'll take you at your word. I'll take you at your word on, on, on ticket prices. I was looking at ticket prices for Adele in her residency this summer at Caesars. Vegas. In Vegas, you want to do a high low on the the good seats, the down in front seats. What do you think those are? Oh, and by the way, you know, we uh, we saw Rod Stewart out there last September. Same same theater. And I'm trying to remember what we I think we paid maybe one hundred and fifty. Oh, you are. (laughs) Shit. You're at the flea market. I know you're at the oh. fucking flea market right now. Well, watching- you know, it's, it's Rod Stewart. He's been around 50 years. So the <laughs> demand might not be what the great Adele would be. So I'm get. are you play, asking me to play high low on this? This is the good tickets, the down in front seats. Um, just on an average night, just, you just pick a day. I would say four to 5,000, $9,000. The cheap tickets for that theater, which is a very small theater. It's like, I don't know. What is this it, on the Ticketmaster site or is this on, on StubHub? On the, this is on, on like this is on like one of the. It's on the Ticketmaster site. Okay. The cheap seats for Adele, fourteen hundred dollars. Pass. 
So see, would you pay $9,000 to see Laura Ingram and Sean Hannity and Rupert Murdoch and Tucker Carlson, as you say, gutted, filleted, had their their, their innards strewn around the courtroom I, for everyone to watch? I would if you could tell me the uh, latest chart topper by Laura Ingram. <laughs> it's called, again, Keith Olbermann, touch my bow. Yeah. <laughs> That, wait, so, so these the, the price is right now. When 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 is this in the summer? June. It's like June. Yeah, June, July. Yeah, yeah. Well, all I know, and I I, I told you this you know, a couple months ago that uh, my way smarter than me daughter uh, was able to score about eight or ten tickets around the country for Taylor Swift when that was the moment when no one could get them because she's really smart. And she's a, a Capital One credit card person, which, as you know, that's the Taylor Swift tie-in. So people with Capital One cards. So she was able to score all these tickets, and uh, she she turned around and sold them for a really nice several thousand dollar profit in in total. And the great part, the really smart part, this could be, uh, you know, this could. Uh, for say what might happen with Adele, the prices fell really hard right before her tour started. I guess that was what last week in Arizona. Yeah, uh, and and you could get tickets apparently for about three hundred at that point, which isn't much different than the the uh, face value was. So, it, my point would be, if you really were a big Adele fan, you'd be a moron, j- just a dope to. Uh, <laughs> To, to pay that number right now um, and not think that you couldn't do better closer to the concert. And you know what? If you couldn't do better closer to the concert and they maintained that price or even went up, you know what you say? I'm headed to the casino. I'll spend a couple <laughs> of hours there. And, I mean, lose my money in Vegas the old fashioned way. Yeah. If, if, if we were making the money that we're making at the aforementioned WBT, I would, I would probably spring for the cheap seats. I'd probably get, you know, those, but I wouldn't pay. If you, yeah, if you wanted to see her. Yeah. Yes. I, and I, I, I think she's great. I think she's, I'm not a huge, Brit, massive hey, fan, Brit, but she's you know really what this good. does though? This makes me feel even better about how much we paid to go see the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors. Oh, yeah, no question. In Cleveland. We didn't pay that much. We didn't pay 1400 No, and, and it makes you feel uh, even better about the Rod Stewart. What a, what a, an absolute bargain that was by comparison. A great show. Yeah. Yeah. And it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, check, see how we're doing here. No, oh, we got we got a little time here. Sure. Did, um, was there another Rupert Murdoch? There was another Rupert Murdoch story? Um. Yes, another Rupert, Rupert Murdoch employee in big trouble. Of course, I'm referring to the um, reporter for the Wall Street Journal, uh, Evan uh, Gershkovich, who got arrested oh. in uh, Russia. And yeah. uh, as always, every time, without fail, it's a it's a bullshit concept that they cook up to arrest someone. Uh, the charge is that Mr. Gershkovich, who is a great reporter, it's funny because I'd read his last story, which was filed Monday uh-huh. in the journal. It was a good piece. It was co-written with somebody else. And it was all about how the Russian economy is really starting to buckle 
it's really starting to sweat <laughs> over over all the sanctions and and uh you know not that putin apparently cares that much but it's things are hurting over there and oh isn't that isn't that why he's trying to blow president xi right now as a lifeline i don't know i'm trying to help him out in any way possible i, I doubt that china's going to economically support yeah. russia but Me anyway too. the charge is that uh, Mr. Gershevik's, quote, acting on the instructions of the American side, really, collected information constituting a state secret about the activities of one of the enterprises of the Russian military-industrial complex, a phrase that was uttered first in the lexicon by Dwight Eisenhower when he was leaving the presidency, warning America and the world about the military-industrial complex, the combination of arms companies government the military all making money kind of off war that kind of thing but they uh, would never use that unless it was to poke us uh, we're not talking about suspicions says dmitry peskov spokesman for putin he was caught red-handed he was caught so red-handed that russia provided no details of course <laughs> Well, I hope he didn't have any hash oil. Oh, he did have some hash oil on him? Oh, what do you know? Mr. Who knew? Gershevitz is 31 years old. He went to Bowdoin College in Maine. He's covered Russia for the Wall Street Journal for more than a year. He worked for the uh, Agence France Presse and for the Moscow Times. And he was a news assistant for the New York Times. Um, clearly, this is what they do, just like with Brittany Griner. Exactly. They grab people like this who are prominent, work for prominent organizations, whether it's the WNBA or the Wall Street Journal, and he will be the next person for which we will have to negotiate his release, and we'll probably have to give up some other piece of shit criminal that we have imprisoned here to to get this guy back. But um, this is obviously also designed to chill any reporting about the internal strife associated with the war degrading what was already a shitty country to begin with russia um they, they don't want they don't want the word to get out which of course this isn't going to stop it but this is designed to put a little chill into the minds of uh, all other reporters for other news organizations will be looking over their shoulder every time they write something mm. is this going to get me kicked out is this going to get me arrested that's what they're trying to do and um i hope we stand strong and we hope we get this guy back rupert murdoch is this man's boss right evan gershevich the wall street journal owned by rupert murdoch what do you what do you think the chances are that this is being shown as joe biden's weakness that this happened and he can't get this man out what do you think the, the chances of that being strewn across I, fox news are well they 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 can try that i i haven't seen them try that yet well it's early, um, it's early in the game. If, if if you're if if uh, uh i haven't seen it yet which means it might have happened and i haven't seen it now if you're <laughs> saying to me what are the chances that donald trump would say if I was president, would they would happened. never have tried that. Oh yeah, that's usually he always counterfactuals everything that happens by saying, "If I was in charge, everything would be fantastic. No one would fuck with the United States." 
everything would be cool. Well, in the, this year, that was when he had, the, I think it was the Sean Hannity interview. He, he's in the Sean Hannity interview. He said, I would never let a balloon traipse across the United States. And he did it a few times. <laughs> There's evidence that he absolutely let spy balloons traipse across the United States. Well, in, in his defense, he probably didn't know. They probably didn't tell him. Think about it. He was, he was fixated on making sure that they had the right ketchup and that his Diet Cokes were at the proper temperature. Well, didn't it take him, you know, uh, uh, five weeks and 500 technicians to get the button beneath his desk to uh, function correctly? So when he pushed it, someone would, would come in, you know, Rosie, the, uh, the, uh, the, the servant on the Jetsons would come rolling in with a. With well, you, a with and a, if you don't get it right, the trap door. You get the uh, trap door, and then the, uh, the the alligators eat your flesh if you don't get it right, if it's one degree above. All right. Uh, Taylor Swift tickets for Friday, April the 14th in Tampa, Florida at yes. Raymond James Stadium. Yes. I have access to a slight discount, and by slight I mean about 15% through my day job. I'm going to give you uh, – these are going to be good seats – on the the ground, be on the field, probably about 30 yards from the stage. Oh, wow. High-low on what I would be able to get those for right now if I clicked and bought. So these these are the, this is on a scalper side, obviously. Yeah, it's on it's on, a, it's on a secondary market side. It's not on the main side. And again, I, I have down, a... Down there, good, good seats. I'll bet they're still $1,500, $2,000. You know, I'm pretty good at this in case you haven't noticed. <laughs> If you'd like to sit in the very fucking top, yeah, this is good. That's good. If you want to sit, I'm going to say as far away from her as you possibly can and still be in the stadium. All right. Would you like to take a guess at how far, far end of the field from her in the upper, upper deck? How much do you think that is? Sure. Well, I'll I'll guess uh, 300. With my discount, I can get them for eleven hundred and sixty-three dollars. Oh well, see that's 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 bullshit. That's the three hundred level at wait, Raymond wait, James wait, Stadium. That, that, that you know, that, there's something not rational about that because the right the the difference between the worst and the best seats is not what it ever is. That's right. Even at the beginning. That's right. Even if the, but the the good news uh, for the Krantz family is that uh, Stephanie, our daughter, she got more than that. But she did a long time ago and didn't have to sweat it. Um, So I'm seeing the cheapest seats I'm seeing are nine hundred and fifty dollars for March the 14th in Tampa. So if you want to make America great again, (laughs) and we do, we need to go back to the old days when if you had courage, you would go to an event without a ticket and right outside an event, you you bargained and you haggled with someone and you got that physical ticket and you went and, you know, but you can't do that anymore. That's why no. it sucks. That's why it sucks. You haggle for some something and you dicker with someone for the right to go in and be shot. And that's what makes America great right there. Yes, that's, that's the beauty of America right there. Yes. And the uh, other beauty of America is we're done <laughs> for this week. We're finished. <laughs> but... To be fair to ourselves, we did put in extra effort. Yeah, we did. We went extra long. Good job, us. And, uh, well, we still have the gig on Monday. 